Today is Tuesday, August 3rd. The title for our devotional is The Calling of Peter. For the rest of this week, we're going to follow the story of Peter for an example of how Jesus loved him. Remember, Jesus says in his farewell discourse, John 13, 34-35, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So this love is to be the defining characteristic of the Jesus community. And it was to be patterned after how Jesus loved his disciples. Remember last week we talked about how this love, this new command, this command isn't new in the sense that it hasn't been given before. The command is new in the sense that it is now based in Jesus and what Jesus has done and how he loved his disciples. So for the rest of this week, we're going to explore how he loved his disciples and just what that means by looking specifically at the life of Peter as portrayed in the Gospels. So uh, in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, we read about uh, one of the first times that Jesus met Peter. It says, and as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. John, in his gospel, he describes an event that likely happened prior to the event that we just read in Matthew. In John 1, 40-42, we read, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas which, when translated, is Peter. So, how does this indicate how Jesus loved Peter? First, we see Jesus choosing Peter to be one of his disciples. Even at these very early stages in Jesus' ministry, he didn't have a shortage of people following him to choose from. Yet, he chose Peter to be one of the twelve. This Jesus confirms in his farewell discourse again in John 15, 16, where he says, You did not choose me, But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Jesus here indicates that he chose his disciples and committed to them, being his disciples, really upon uh, one of the first few times that he met them. So then we see two other important aspects here. First, Jesus gives him a mission, making him a fisher of men, as the Matthew text says. And secondly, Jesus really knows him. As Carson writes in his commentary on the Gospel of John, quote, the focus is much less on what his name change means for Peter, in this instance, than on Jesus who knows people thoroughly and not only sees into them, as the text says in verses 47 to 48, but so calls them that he makes them what he calls them to be. I want to focus in on that last line about how Jesus knows people so thoroughly and not only sees into them, but so calls them that he makes them what he calls them to be. That is precisely what Jesus does with Peter. 
So if we in the Jesus community are to love in the way that Jesus loves his disciples, we must commit to one another as those called out by Jesus. We have been called and chosen by him and called to a mission. We have been given a new name and under this new name, the mission of Jesus. We must be committed to one another and his mission. In this process, we spur one another on to becoming the people Jesus is making us to be. This Jesus community is also to be a community where we are fully known to one another. Just as Jesus seems to know Peter so well, well enough to change his name upon first meeting him, he, he also does this and impresses Nathaniel uh, with this in-depth knowledge of him in the following verses. So we are to be a community in which we are fully known to one another. Imagine trying to keep secrets from Jesus in the community of disciples. On Friday, we'll talk about John 21, where Peter and Jesus are talking after the resurrection. And Peter confesses to Jesus. After Jesus asks him the third time if he loves him, Peter says, Lord, you know all things, which is true. Jesus knows all things. Jesus sees into their life and sees into their heart. So secrets are of no use for the disciples in their relationship with Jesus. Now, of course, we don't have the same level of insight as Jesus does, but this openness and intimacy without facades and false selves is what should characterize our relationships in the church. Reflection time today. Are you committed to allowing yourself to be known by your Jesus community? This level of openness and intimacy with others requires a deep level of honesty and forthcoming. And we can often restrict ourselves in such a way that we're not willing to be open and honest with one another. Next, are you committed to knowing others in your Jesus community? It can be really tempting to viewing church as just doing the bare minimum, that keeping people at arm's length and getting your portion out of church. But we are called to get into the messiness of one another's lives and truly know one another. Finally, are you committed to the community mission of the church? Do you find your sense of calling and mission in your church community? Are you using your gifts to edify the church and reach the world? Do you view your occupation and work as God's calling for you to redeem his creation?